Unearthing Paranormalcy is part of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange ride. Welcome to another episode of Unearthing Paranormalcy, the podcast that digs into the paranormal and tries to find normalcy in the topic. I'm Amy. I'm Dave. I'm Chad. And Eli is still in the hospital. Uh, I'll give a little update on him. As of today, which is August 28th, um, he was off dialysis for two days. And his kidneys started kind of working, but they weren't working fast enough. So he's going back on dialysis. Um, he's still asleep. He's waking for moments and he'll do a little bit of movement, but he's still not following any commands. So the plan is to, on Monday of this week, which is the 30th, to go ahead and put in a trach tube and take out the ventilator. Um and then put him on a feeding tube and just wait for him to wake up. Uh, no, all the tests show that there's no reason for him to be asleep. Um, so we're hopeful that maybe it's just his body just needs a little bit more rest to heal. And maybe once he finally wakes up, his kidneys will kick back in. And But they're going to try to do... Uh, it's continuous dialysis, but they're going to try to every few days to take it off and see if they can get those kidneys to oh. start back up. So we'll see what happens. Just Keep to, praying for them. Just to fuck around and find out. Yeah, the doctors are clueless. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. they're at this point now, they're just kind of clueless on why he's not coming around faster. So, because yeah, no brain damage. His EEGs look good. All his signals are working. He's just sleepy. So we'll see what happens. Uh, just yeah. keep the prayers coming, and I mean, it'll be a month next week that he's been in ICU. So hopefully, hopefully, September seventh, which is his birthday. Hopefully, he wakes up then. That's what I'll shoot for. Yep. Give him another week of sleep, and then he's got to wake up by the seventh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. So. Before we start this week's episode, here is a trailer from the amazing Smuts Up podcast. Smuts Up! It's the sex-positive comedy show your parents forgot to warn you about. I will be your delightful host, Deep Weird, and with me are my three very sexy friends. I'm Captain Spanx, drop an anchor, it's a I spanker! Hi, I'm Raven mm. Gunnigan, and I'm about to eat 16 feet of nerd rope. And I'm Luxa. And that is all you get to know about me. <laughs> Join us for a ride full of twists and turns as we explore the rabbit hole that is I human sexuality. I, Smuts Up Crew, would like to propose 
Oh my god, he's proposing. A question. Get down on your fucking knees. (laughs) If you're curious about expanding your horizons or getting more comfortable in your own skin, then the Smuts Up podcast is for you. Or maybe you're just a horny nerd or a person who enjoys outdated references. The Smuts Up podcast is fun for the whole step family. I'm going to say the B word. (laughs) Butthole sunning. (laughs) If you were to put a hot dog in it, is it a sandwich? (laughs) I don't know. Is a bread dilder with a hot dog inside it a sandwich? Write to us at smutsup69 at gmail.com and let us know what you think about that. Available on your favorite podcast apps. I put a D20 in my mouth. Nailed it. I put a D20 in my mouth. (laughs) These people are freaking hilarious. (laughs) Oh, man. I put a D20 in my mouth. Oh, um... We do got something for them, though, that I found. We found a reason for why it might be sticky. Uh, Attention shoppers, today is Employee Appreciation Day, and all of our associates are getting free ice cream. So if you're wondering why everything's sticky, that's one of the reasons. (laughs) So on to this week's episode. We are going to combine two of my favorite things, true crime and paranormal. Ooh. In fact, in prepping for this, I did find another podcast that was pretty freaking awesome. It's called Paranormal True Crime. And with with the Psychic Sisters. Yeah. It's really freaking interesting. They did the first episode is Dial of Pass and they do a medium contact with one of the um the ladies who died. Mm-hmm. And according to the medium that there was a snowman. There were three snowmen that invaded the camp area after the rocket crash. Like and, Olaf? Yep. <laughs> and uh, more like the Eddie. And they started fighting. And when they looked out at their tents, then they all freaked out and took off. Which is interesting. Now, yeah. there was only one woman on that expedition. Two. There were two? Yeah, there were two women. Huh. I and thought there was only one. The two women, I believe, were the ones that were found down in the ravine. Like two months later, that were covered up by snow, mm. if I remember correctly. But I, I don't know. It's really interesting. So I, I recommend that one. After you listen to us, go listen to them. Um, actually, after you listen to us and you listen to all the green mushrooms, then go listen to them. <laughs> no, go listen to uh, Primordia. Yeah. yeah, Primordia is a good one too. And then it I is. listened. I spent one night listening just to both the, the first two episodes that were out. Yeah, and XV Planus. Yeah. That is some really fascinating stuff to get you really thinking. Yeah. About consciousness and thought forms and imagination. Imagination. Imagination land. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when you think about a lot of things that people report happening to them on the paranormal spectrum, they would be considered crimes. From alien abduction to reports of being sexually assaulted by unseen forces. I mean, we did a whole podcast on that <laughs> one. Yeah. Um, beware of the, uh, or no, not beware, but watch out for them. Uh, love your partitions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would be considered kidnapping and rape in the eyes of the law, but these people get ridiculed and disregarded because first off, many people don't believe them. Well, let me just stop you there and say that that latter one gets ridiculed and disregarded, but I guess that's not really a thing we need to be talking about on this podcast (laughs) and the second how are you going to hold a ghost pirate accountable for assaulting a person exactly walk the plank (laughs) these entities are definitely 
outside of justice. Exactly. We need a hero. Need gonna a take hero. pollution down to zero. That'll take these entities <laughs> and these aliens and hold them accountable for their many, many crimes. <laughs> well, this week I read a book called Paranormal, Cri- Paranormal Crimes, Supernatural and Unexplained True Crime Cases That Have Mystified Authorities by Conrad Bauer. And I read another one of Bauer's books. I've read podcast a few of his. Too. His books are really easy, quick reads, which is... Mm-hmm what I need because I don't have a whole lot of free time to read. <laughs> uh, I read this in a night. So now it got me thinking about how much par- how much of the paranormal would actually be considered criminal if it was done by a living, breathing human rather than some unknown entity or creature. Oh yeah. You got burglary. You got breaking and entering. You got stalking, <laughs> uh, Assault, des- yeah. destruction of private property, disturbing the peace, <laughs> like, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Arson. So in this episode, I'm going to dig into a few cases from the book and some other sources that show that true crime and the paranormal are actually one and the same in some cases. Let us start in the cryptid world with everyone's favorite bipedal monster, Bigfoot. Mama. No. (laughs) In the book, Paranormal True Crime, Bauer talks about a man named Jason Richardson. Jason was a 48-year-old outdoorsman and hiker. And he'd hiked many trails and kind of climbed countless European mountains. But one day, while hiking near Lake Tahoe, he experienced something he never saw coming. As an experienced hiker, he knew the trip would be less than a full day, so he packed about 17 hours worth of supplies just in case he ran into any problems. In an email to CryptozoologyNews.com, Richardson wrote, I had a clear idea where I was going. I carried enough food and water for a day, and I determined the trail wouldn't take that long. Boy, was I wrong. I gotta say, the first 10 hours of the trip were enjoyable. It is a good time of the year to do some bird watching, and if you can spot some cool animals here and there. Of course, you always have to keep your eye on the bears. But carrying strong pepper spray gives you an edge, should should any bear problem arise. While on his hike, Richardson decided to get a drink of water. And while reaching for his water, water bottle, he noticed a strange sound. Something like a guttural human baby voice. Ruh-roh. Hell, I thought I should check. It could have been an abandoned baby or who knows. Then, as I put the bottle of water down on the ground, I headed to the bush where I'd thought I'd heard the sound. When I woke up, I had no idea where I was, and my head hurt wonders. Richardson found himself in a small cave. He could hear the sounds of running water nearby, and that drew him back to his senses. When he looked around, he saw something that still sticks in his mind today. There were two big bear-like creatures standing up, seemingly arguing with each other in that same guttural tone of voice I had heard earlier back on the trail. I felt the back of my head and noticed I had some blood. Something or someone had hit me hard enough for me to pass out and then carried along the trail inside a small cave or something. Their paws didn't have claws, and I can tell they resembled human features. To be honest, I wasn't able to make out fingerprints or nothing, but what struck me hard was that they were completely hairless up to the elbow. Their torso and legs were covered in thick red hair, and their feet were even hairier. I couldn't see any toes, no nails, neither. 
I was terrified. I had no idea what was going on, and it looked more like a nightmare or something. I thought maybe I had eaten something wrong or the water had gone bad and I was hallucinating. But I wasn't. What I was watching was real. My hands and ankles were tied up with some kind of plant material. They stood tall. I calculated probably between 8 to 10 feet, and I wasn't able to see their heads well. Then they approached me, and I pissed my pants. Literally. I'm not ashamed to say this. I was so fearful I had no idea if this was it, you know. That was when I saw their heads. Their necks were hairless, and they reminded me of vultures. Their heads had red hair, but also black feathers, or I don't know what it was, but it looked like feathers to me. Their eyes were dark, very dark, and big as they got close to me. They weren't communicating with each other anymore. The tallest one grabbed me by the tied legs and pulled me across the cave, dropping me on the cold surface. I was silent. I was afraid if I talked, it would make them upset and make it worse. Then the shortest one came by and kicked me in the chest. I almost lost conscious again. They left me alone for five minutes or so, and when they came back, they were carrying what looked like tools, made out of wood and stone. They set my hands and legs free, but I didn't move. I sat back, with my back on the wall of the cave, and I could feel water run inside my shirt. I think I was getting sick. Then they approached me again and grabbed me by the arms and legs and threw me outside of the cave. They threw a sharp rock at me and it hit me in the back. I ran like I'd never ran before. I didn't have a backpack, food, or water. I found the trail and got back to my vehicle. When I checked my watch, I realized I had been captive for about 10 hours. I didn't report this incident. This is the first time I shared the story with someone. I was embarrassed to talk about this. As I was driving back home, I saw two kids with sticks playing by the edge of the woods next to the road. They were very tall and had long hair. I don't know what to think anymore. Was Jason held captive by a couple of Bigfoot? Big feet? Big thigh? Or was something else that happened? Or was it something else that happened? Maybe an unknown drug trip after unknowingly eating some special mushrooms? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't man. know about that. <laughs> Most outdoors people won't even touch mushrooms, even if they know what the mushrooms <laughs> are. Because <laughs> you never know. Yeah. I just thought that was a very interesting case. Like, I mean, the fact that he was tied by like, vines or something yeah yeah now his description is interesting yeah i never quite heard a bigfoot looking quite like that yeah which got me thinking about other possibilities but being that tall i was like bigfoot really is bigfoot is one of the main ones that i can think of yeah and who knows i mean they might look different according to region yeah one of the very first Bigfoot, one of the oldest Bigfoot sightings on BRFO.com comes from uh, a newspaper where they talk about giant humanoids that have red hair but hairless faces and torsos. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what they called them. Yahoos or something like that. <laughs> Yahoo! Yeah. 
but the Native Americans had a word for them. It's it's in like a paper from like the late 1700s. We read it on the yeah. um, Grognostics uh, collaboration episode. It's very interesting. And I mean, every time you hear an account, the descriptions are a little bit different. But I find it interesting that they captured him, but then they just let him go. Yeah. And this was in... What year did you say this happened? I, I didn't know what year that one was in. Because if it happened pre, like, Bigfoot streamlining, because most Bigfoot sightings didn't get described as a full hairy humanoid until the release of the Patterson film. Yeah. Most of them were described as, like, hairless on the chest, like how a gorilla is. Yeah. Or hairless on the face. or Yeah. I, uh, that, that story just, I mean, it it just intrigued me a little bit. And no, was like, that's really kind of a cool story. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I would have pissed myself, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I probably would have shit myself, too. <laughs> and I would not be ashamed to say it, either. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so my next case comes from the same area of California. This ha- case happened June 1st, 1987. 16-year-old Teresa Ann Beyer and 48-year-old Russell Welch went camping near California's Sierra Nevada Mountains range. Welch claimed that on June 2nd, he and Teresa encountered a Bigfoot, and then he says that Teresa went after the Bigfoot and gave chase. Welch says that this is the last time he saw her. Now, authorities didn't believe Welch, and they launched into a search of the area where Teresa was last seen, but were unable to find her or any sign of her. On June 11th... All right, hold up. Okay, just, just to figure this out. 43-year-old takes a 16-year-old out camping in the mountains. She goes missing, and he says a Bigfoot did it. He didn't say, like, a cougar did it or a bear did it. He chooses a Bigfoot. Yep. That's really interesting, especially if he was the one that made her disappear. Yeah. Oh, he had big feet. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't lie. Now, they just didn't tell the truth. On June 11th, they arrested Welch and charged him with abducting her. However, they didn't have any evidence that he had taken her against her will, and Teresa's friends told him that Teresa had planned to skip school on the 1st to go in search of Bigfoot. They also found no evidence that Welch, Welch had killed her or that she was even dead. Now, over 30 years later, Teresa has never been found, and no one has ever been charged. Authorities did look into her background and found out that she was considered a, quote, slow learner, unquote, and had been bouncing around foster homes most of her life. She eventually ended up with an uncle named James Richmond, or sorry, John Richmond, who was friends with Russell Welch. And it was Richmond who contacted the police when she didn't return home from school on the first. Oh, so Welch wasn't even the one that reported her missing. It was... Or even tell Richmond about it. Well, because he was still with her on the first. He knew they they didn't. He didn't know he was. She was with Welch, according uh, to what I found. Okay, okay. She had a thing for Daddy's friend. So, what do you think happened, Uncle's friend? Did Teresa actually run off after Bigfoot and disappear, or do you think Welch played a role in her disappearance? Yes. To both. Yes. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, if anything, it's wrongful death. Even if he took her out there and she would have fell off a mountain and died, yeah. it would be wrongful death. Well, I, I find, what I found interesting about this case was with all the missing 411 episodes I've done, 
this is not far off from a lot of those cases. Yeah. And one of the theories with the missing 411 is Bigfoot abductions um, on some of them because Bigfoot have been seen in the area and all of that. Yeah. So. Now, is the Sierra Mountain Range, I think we've covered it. Isn't that the place where there's like a lot of lava slips and things where there's just caverns <laughs> that fall down into the ground for. I don't remember that. I mean, that's where the. Or am I thinking like Yosemite? I don't remember. Uh, I know the Savannah, the Sierra Nevadas. I mean, that's where Grog's guys are at, um, yeah. up there in Northern California. But I know that, um, I mean, that's where around where the um, Patterson video was made. Uh huh. Is yeah. in that area. Yeah, I mean, it's all near, Creek. near Lake Tahoe and that yeah. and that and that general region. I mean, my California geography is not up to par with some other places you know like oklahoma but <laughs> and i could be way off but i want to say that it was some place we covered where there I think were that was washington slips. i think it, yeah i think it was washington, was it washington state when yeah. we did the missing washington yeah i think that's okay. i think you're right yeah because they were looking inside the the lava tubes trying to find the missing person yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah okay yeah, yeah that was washington state that was episode why amy wouldn't let me go to washington yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. when Chad's not allowed to go to Washington without a non-German friend. <laughs> and they've got to like hold hands the whole time. <laughs> yeah, so if you go searching for D.B. Cooper and his lost treasure, you got to bring a friend with you. <laughs> now, when it comes to apparitions, I mean, you could look at these cases as disturbing the peace or maybe even breaking and entering, as Dave said earlier. <laughs> yeah. But in all honesty, they were probably there first. So are we the ones doing the B&E? I don't know. Do they own the property? I don't think they do. Oh, that's a good point. Are we, Are we? Um, oh, what's that called where you move into a place and force out the previous tenant? I'm having problems with words. White today. people? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like manifest destiny <laughs> <laughs> stuff to spirits. Words, I'm thinking white. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a specific term for it. Gentrification? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Manifest destiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about, or here's a case from Conrad's book about a woman named Karen. Karen. Yeah, I know. She's probably just complaining to complain, but we'll still share her story anyway. Karen and her Karen. family moved into a new home, and it wasn't until after they moved into the home that they learned from a neighborhood boy that there had been a murder-suicide that had taken place in the home. Dang. Which I know in Oklahoma would it at least would be against the law because I believe you have to disclose any deaths that took place on the property when selling a home yeah. in this yeah. state. But I digress. Well, okay. So Karen and her family moved into the home and while working in the yard, Karen had a little boy from the neighborhood come up and ask her, Did you guys see any blood in there? Confused by the question, Karen did some digging And talked to neighbors and found out that the husband and wife who had lived in the home before them had a history of domestic disturbances. Get out of here, you creepy kid. (laughs) (laughs) You come back, there will be. (laughs) In fact, the neighbors were so used to the yelling and fighting that it was actually after a few days of silence that they decided to call the police and have them check on the couple. The police found the bloody murder-suicide had taken place. It was after Karen and the family discovered these things that strange things started to happen in the house. The first things to happen were things falling off the wall. Most items had religious factors to them, crosses and paintings of religious characters and such. 
They soon began to hear voices, a low, deep voice that was inaudible, but loud enough you could hear <laughs> over the now slamming doors and crashing artwork. Zoinks! Sometimes along with a deep male voice, there was a softer female voice that often cried out in fear or pain. Then, of course, what comes next in cases like this is the personal interaction with the entity that has taken up the unwelcome residence in the home. Maybe they could be considered swat- squatters at this point. <laughs> Karen's daughter's daughter started hearing someone whisper her name. Annie. Annie. Are you okay? Are, are you, you okay, okay Annie? Annie? Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? You've been, been hit by, by you've been, been struck by a smooth criminal. criminal. <laughs> oh, criminal. I love that we went back at the exact same time. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. <laughs> the squatter then turned, to Car- turned on Karen herself. And one night while laying in bed, she heard what sounded like someone crawling up the stairs just outside her bedroom. Dun, dun. Thinking it was her children, she yelled at them. Guys, knock it off! What she heard next wasn't from one of her children. She soon heard a deep-throated evil laugh and a loud voice shouting, (laughs) No! Then it flew up the stairs into Karen's room. (laughs) She saw clearly a shadowy form standing at the foot of her bed. In her fear, she tried to hide under her covers. Jinkies! Because we all learned as children that the thin layer of bed covering is the best deterrent against anything that might go bump in the night. I love pigs in a blanket. But alas, this was not the case. The shadowy figure grew a dark skeleton hand and used it to rip the covers off the bed. You're freaking me out. The next thing she knew, she was waking up to the sunlight and was relieved that it had just been a dream. That was until she went into the bathroom and saw in the mirror that she had strangulation marks around her neck. Uh! So is this a case of squatting spirits with an assault or attempted murder? Or do we think that the family may have created a tulpa or egregore from the stories they'd heard about the house. Personally, I would be interested in knowing the age of the daughter because we have learned that teenage girls seem to have the ability to create and control strange activity around the start of puberty. Yeah. They came into my house. I had to do something. Because it started out like any other poltergeist activity. Sure, and then the egregore. I mean, the entire town knows about this story. Yeah. You know, which, which... Actually, makes me think about the Amityville horror, and could that have been an egregore? Very well. The entire town knew of the DeFeo massacre. Yeah, this story actually reminded me a lot of the Amityville house when I was reading it in the book. And I mean, he goes into a little bit more details than I did. I tried not to copy his, you know, writing word for word, (laughs) but uh, I thought it was a very interesting story. I mean, like I said, it's. A very typical poltergeist story. Sure. So. Well, I'm just going, well, you go with the murder-suicide that was there before. Obviously, the husband was probably, or possibly uh, possessed. 
Yeah, that's usually by a demon or something like that or a evil entity. So when they moved in, it was removing all the holy and religious things from the wall because he didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. started attacking the woman. Yeah. So. And I mean, it even. I mean, like I said, it's like the basic like of evolution of a haunting. Like it starts small with things sure. falling off the wall here or there. And then voices here and there. And then cabinets and doors slamming. And then then it starts actually physically interacting with you. <coughs> I mean, at, at least he was a nice enough to ask if Annie was okay. <laughs> and then speaking of those topas and egregores and stuff, I mean, that's exactly what those religious items are. Yeah. It's kind of like the even a dog's tooth when given veneration emits light or however the Tibetan proverb goes. Yeah. I, 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 it was just such a classic case that it's like, yeah, I mean, when you, when you hear a case like that, yeah, you've got assault, it's assault and battery, strangulation, attempted murder, um, breaking and entering. I mean, they are in the home unwanted, squatting. They're not leaving. <laughs> but do they have squatters' rights, you think? Um, My question is, I mean... How do you serve them papers? <laughs> like, how do you make sure they show up to court? <laughs> like, you don't even see them in the house. We just so how you see them at court? Straight to uh, exorcism. Oh. <laughs> I'm just imagining. Yeah. It'll crap your net. <laughs> Today in ghost court. <laughs> All rise. Judge Beelzebub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Zozo, you have been charged with disturbing the peace. Uh, do you have a plea? <laughs> it wasn't me! <laughs> uh, I would like to now introduce my attorney, El Crapulet. Oh, hello! <laughs> El Crapulet is here. See, this is the exact kind of paranormal justice that is needed for these types of cases. <laughs> God, I hope we do more of these episodes. <laughs> oh, Introducing I can prosecu- do multiples. <laughs> what was it? Prosecuting attorney, John Constantine. <laughs> <laughs> Come into the light. <laughs> I command you. As for spiritual stories, I feel like almost everyone could have covered, everyone we've covered in the past could be considered part of this true crime paranormal um, in, some, in, in some way. I think about the Infeld case. I mean, that was a lot of disturbing the peace. Not only in the house, but the whole That was a soul with a deadly weapon and a Legos s- and marbles. Assault and, f- and knife, vandalism. Knives were yeah. even flying Tables, around. I mean. Yeah, like. So, vandalism, destruction of property. Yeah, like. And then I know. And we, fire, arson. Yeah. There was fire in that one. I think in that one, even though they really didn't say it, we kind of speculated that maybe there was some sort of sexual assault going on as well. Yeah. Well, and then, I mean, I don't know. What would be the criminal equivalent to possession? Possession. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kidnapping. Kidnapping with some Stockholm Syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Unrightful detaining. Yeah. um, Yeah, it's wrongful imprisonment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Wrongful imprisonment would be a good one for that one. I think we need to start this show, Chad. (laughs) I'm just probably like picturing Law and Order or like uh, what is it? Uh, People's SV- Court. Uh, law and Order <laughs> SVU. Is it SVU? Would be like or, or Law and Order, but <laughs> I don't even know. 
Law and Order Spectral Victims Unit. It's been a special spectral. Yeah. I like this. I, I see a show. We need to we need to write this down and take this to to a network. So Copyright August twenty eighth. Yep. Unearthing uh, Paranormalcy. Eight fifty three PM Unearthing Paranormalcy. All right. So let's dig into extraterrestrial. Oh yeah, because they've dug into us so much. <laughs> the first thing I have to say mm. is cattle rustle much. Yeah. Uh <laughs> That was a hanging offense back in the 1800s. Hey, according to Oklahoma state law, it is still uh, punishable by death. Cattle rustling? And yeah. it still happens. Yeah. By hanging, actually, not just death. By hanging? Yeah. By hanging. We did a whole episode dedicated to cattle mutilation. And, of course, that was the birthplace of our were-cow hypothesis. But Conrad Bauer digs into a few cases in his book. Not only were cows taken up and mutilated, but so were humans. Let's talk about... And the and DNA was spliced. And, and we got were cows. That makes sense now. Uh, or He talks about in World War II, there were reports of UFOs that were allegedly picking up wounded servicemen and dissecting them off the battlefield. He also tells about during the Vietnam War, there were soldiers who reported seeing a UFO and they recounted that human bodies and body parts were being thrown into some kind of high-tech storage containers. Apparently, they had been coming upon the aftermath of battle and instead of letting good good human bodies go to waste, they collected the bodies to study them. Well, Uh, that's very Native American of them, I guess. (laughs) When the other soldiers saw their comrades being treated like this, they decided to open fire on the craft. The creatures seemed to be wearing some kind of high-tech body armor, but they did claim to kill a few with shots to the head. The aliens then fought back with some kind of firing beam weapon that would practically disintegrate any soldier it hit. The The battalion soon realized that they were outgunned and retreated back into the woods. The aliens, who weren't there to fight, also left the area after finishing loading their bodies into the containers. So it was a. You're saying it's a battalion-sized element, mm-hmm. not like a squad, or because a battalion's it, like he, he hundreds referred, and he hundreds. referred to it as a battalion. That's like hundreds and hundreds. So, and these men also talk about having nightmares and flashbacks to seeing their sure comrades get pulled into these like i could see a group of like a squad making this stuff up a group of like five to seven guys making this stuff up but hundreds and hundreds of soldiers all getting behind this story how do you tell someone's parents well we lost your son in vietnam what happened was it killed by charlie kind of well they they were only taking up the the dead ones they beamed them and vaporized them you just said oh, it. Oh, yeah, they did. Um, like, how do you explain that one? Well, that, here's his finger. That's all that's, that's left. That's when they just tell you that they don't have a body to send yeah. back. Missing in action. Yeah. yeah. It's like, MIA. You know. There were POW. tons of MIA, POW yeah. in Vietnam. <clears throat> I mean, I wasn't actually expecting the government to come out. But, yeah. Oh, sorry, your son was killed by uh He was vaporized aliens. by Martians. Uh, now, <laughs> I did totally picture Mars attacks, though, when I was reading that story. yeah. And it, it seems a little outlandish to me, like almost a little too made up. But yet there's multiple people who are counting the exact same stories. 
then it does make it a little bit more believable. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I could see a group of soldiers seeing their comrades getting sucked up into a container and attacking. Sure. I mean, regardless if this really happened, it was real to them. So it could also be just the horrors of war making their minds break yeah. and perceive this. Yeah, yeah, very well could be. That was another one but, of my thoughts. And it wasn't just American soldiers. I mean, the soldiers would recall recurring nightmares that aliens were gathering body parts from the Americans and North American or North Vietnamese troops. Um, so it was not just the American soldiers they were taking. It was yeah. the Vietnamese as well. They just were collecting, harvesting bodies. So grave I mean, digging. Yeah. Uh, How very Ed Gein of them. Uh, dese- <laughs> er, what is it? Desecration of a corpse. Yeah. We got we got a few different ones there. Hey, oh yeah, we, we were just got some hired to clean here. up the battlefield. Okay, <laughs> they're just that like you know. It's like the, in Hunger Games, neutral, the neutral the force that just comes when he's cleaning up the you know. That's how it was in Hunger Games. So yeah. When somebody would die, then the little planes would fly in and yeah. pick them up and take they them would, away. Huh? Mm-hmm. It's like it, just yeah. a neutral battlefield cleanup operation. Probably hired by the U.S. government to cover up <laughs> any involvement in Vietnam. But it was it was int- that that story. I'd never heard that anything like that before. Yeah, and I think that's another thing too for me. It was like I'd never heard anything like that. So it was like, is it real or is it made up? Because you would think that that story would have made it somewhere in my in my vast research of paranormal stuff. I would have seen yeah. something about that before, but but there's so much of it. It's kind of like people say, "Well, with all these ring doorbell cameras, you'd thought they'd have more footage of ghosts." Well, where the hell do you think they're going to put it on the news? Yeah, there's all over there's, Facebook. There's tons of it. It's all over the place. Oh yeah, I'm in a group that you got to seek it out. They're not somebody's not going to bring it to you. I'm in a Facebook group that that's a lot of what they post is ring footage and home security footage of. Strange apparitions or creatures around their homes that they're mm-hmm. trying to figure out what it is, and I mean most of it is dust or bugs, but some of it is pretty damn another intriguing. One bites the dust. Yeah. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone. Another one gone. Another one bites the dust. Hey, hey, hey! All right. So now let's travel back in time to 1946 <laughs> and a small Brazilian village with a man named Phil. Ho- Philho, who was walking home, Philho, who was walking home when he got the feeling that someone was watching him. I'm watching you, Philho. He arrived at his home without incident, but he couldn't shake the feeling that something strange was going to happen. I'm going to touch you, Philho. He told his family about it, and while they weren't sure what to make of it, they could tell that it was really affecting Philho, and he seemed very afraid. I'm watching you. A couple of hours later, Philho was looking out an open window and saw something hovering in the distance. Hi, Philho. He stared at it, and the other members of the family saw a blinding white light flash through the window and zap him like a bolt of lightning. That's not what you want. (laughs) Gotcha. Now, this happened about a year before all the UFO hubbub made it into the newspapers. So this is even before, like, Roswell and all that stuff. Sure. The lightning. Oh, the... The incident that happened in 47 where the pilot saw the aircraft over the mountain range yeah. happened in 47, didn't it? Yeah. 
Now, the object in the sky took off and left Phil Ho lying on the floor. He was in good shape at first, but did mention that his skin felt warm as though he had a fever. But as soon as but it soon went from uncomfortable to unbearable as his skin grew hotter and hotter. Soon it's getting hot in her. So take off all your skin. <laughs> it's getting hot in here. Spin around your head like a helicopter. All right. Anyway, soon he was screaming in pain because he felt like his whole body was on fire. He ran from the home, yelling for neighbors to help him. One offered to give him a ride to the hospital, but by the time he had arrived at the hospital, his body was decomposing, with large chunks of his flesh dissolving from the unexplained heat. He died there that night at the hospital. Doctors had no clue what was happening. I wondered. That sounds like acid. Yeah. Not, I, not like the cool drug, but like the stuff that'll melt flesh and metal and all kinds of stuff. It like kind of made me acid. think like a lightning strike. I'd say almost like he got struck by lightning and, and it just it was frying his body yeah. from the or, inside or out. Or is it a or radiation spontaneous even. human combustion? Yeah. Or was Zeus upset with a fellow? Or Thor? Dun, dun. Or dun. Inky? But murder? Stalking? Murder? I mean, it's it's illegal just to even own a weapon like that, I would think. (laughs) I mean, you can't have an automatic firearm. You think you're going to have something that shoots a fucking bolt of lightning? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Zeus, I'm going to need to confiscate that bolt from you. Oh, man. (laughs) That's a whole other licensing process. (laughs) Yeah, what if I pay pay you $25? Oh, well, then you're fine. (laughs) Yeah. whole <laughs> nother listening process you gotta go through there um, now in paranormal crimes Conrad Bauer goes into many more cases from the chupacabra to reptilians Reptilia. and skinwalkers skinwalkers and many more oh yeah the chupacabra especially hey, he's a little chupacabra. criminal right there it's a very good easy read and I would recommend it to anybody who's into the strange and unusual now I want to take a short look here at other paranormal crimes Think of like David Berkowitz, the son of Sam killer. One of the son of Sam's. <clears throat> he who took his orders from a dog. He took his orders from a dog that he believed was demon possessed that his neighbor owned. Yeah. Or um, the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, who was speaking to the devil. Mm-hmm. Or the DeFeos. I never spoke to Richard Ramirez. Okay. That is all a lie. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're the devil. <laughs> I forgot. Um, I don't know. I went that way with the voice. But <laughs> you know. I mean, lots of cases where de- de- demonic possession is the scapegoat yeah. or the reason for them committing these crimes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How many they of them truly, could have actually been? Yeah. And how many of them were? Like we talked about it in one of the, I think it was the paranormal um, hospital, the haunted hospitals where I talked about how many of these cases of people who have quote unquote schizophrenia actually are seeing paranormal things. Oh, sure. You and, know? And, and I mean, it's one of those things. They, they blame a lot of this stuff on mental illness and there's so much of a stigma on mental illness. Yeah. That's the thing, I As think. As a result. I would, th- I would think there'd be at least some of it that, you know, maybe he really was hearing someone tell him to do this mm-hmm. and it could have been paranormal but i mean there's cases like that 
And like I said before, I mean, almost any paranormal incident could almost be considered some type of criminal activity if they were humans. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Heck, in I think it's England, you can get in trouble just for scaring somebody. Like, you remember how here in America we had people, like, dressing up as, like, clowns and hanging mm-hmm. out by the side of the road? There were people doing that in England. They were arresting them for it. Yeah. All because they made somebody feel uneasy. Catfishing? You know how it's illegal to pretend to be somebody else on the internet now? What else are astral hobos doing? <gasps> They're like the ultimate catfish. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention the vagrancy. Yeah. Most places, vagrancy is illegal. Yeah. They just keep slipping through the fingers of justice. Let's keep shipping them down here. <laughs> To Norman. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a major case that well, I mean the, could be considered like a, I mean, it really kind of has paranormal aspects to it, but there was the whole case that Ed Moore, uh, Ed and Lorraine tried to defend with the demonic case. I can't remember his name right yeah. now. I want to say Eddie something or Eddie Van Halen. Oh, no. um, I think Eli talked about that. He was. On one of our episodes, he was possessed by like all these demons and they did the exorcisms and stuff. And they were like, oh, we're getting tired. Why don't we just go ahead and leave the ones of murder and rage and all that in him and get to him tomorrow. And then he wound up killing his whole family, didn't he? No, he he just killed uh, uh, his brother-in-law or something like that. Or No, it was was a tenant. It was an old tenant, a tenant of his or something like that. Okay. Well, everybody in the house. Not not the whole family, just just the one person. Oh. Um, I thought he killed his wife and kids. No, not in that case. He was walking down the street covered in their blood and just... uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Uh, There's lots of cases like that. Um... I'm trying to think of other ones off the top of my head right now. I had a whole I bunch of them in my brain. I can't even remember the name of the church or the cult that was he was a part of either. Well, That's uh, so long ago. I don't even remember what episode it was on. I, I was about to say with big like Bigfoot, uh, you know, when he attacks a campsite by throwing rocks and sticks and things yeah. like that. Okay, so we have many cases also of parents who kill their children because they think their children are possessed by the devil. Yeah, there was a there was one just five years ago here in Oklahoma where the mother, I think the cause of death was asphyxiation because she shoved a crucifix down her daughter's throat. Yeah. To, as part of like an exorcism. Yeah. And we talked about in our exorcism episode about how many people died during exorcism. Yeah. Yeah. From starvation and dehydration and all that stuff. And then we also said, like, how much of it could have been mental illness before it became a popular scapegoat for yeah. the modern day. And then you've got, you know, other cases like, um, we talked about Son of Sam. Uh, hell, the Men in Black, even. What's the guy's name that they threatened to kill him if he didn't stop publishing his stuff? Yeah. Uh, um, oh, a big name. Yeah, um, I can't think of it right now. It wasn't John Keel. It was. It was the. Was it Gray Barker? It may have been Gray Barker. It was the one who or lived, Albert lived. Oh, Al Albert Bender. Albert Bender. It was him. Yeah. Um, 
they threatened to kill him if he didn't quit writing all his UFO stuff. I mean, that's a crime. Yeah, he was the one that was living in his father's basement. Yeah, and you got the chupacabra who's killing farm animals. You know, that's that's a crime. Yeah. Animal cruelty and destruction of property and all that. Uh, how many people, like we did that one where his car got clawed up by the uh, uh, Yowie. And oh, Yowie. yeah. And the devil monkey who, yeah. who yeah. stole the <laughs> stole the rag top <laughs> off of the convertible. <laughs> Damage, it's theft. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, paranormal and true crime kind of fall hand in hand. Mothman destroyed, you know, if you look at it as a way of, you know, he's the one who destroyed the bridge. Destroyed the bridge. Oh, and I think of that episode, we said maybe it was just the girls that made up a really clever story after messing up their dad's car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which takes us back to the, it getting blamed on a paranormal force. I mean, there's all kind. I mean, just so many of the cases and the things that we've covered. It's like crop a, circles. It's like a feedback loop, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's destruction of property because usually those crops are unharvestable. Yeah. I mean, it's detrimental to the farm businesses. I mean, they farmers don't grow crops just to plant. They grow crops to make money. And when you destroy a huge section of their crop... I'll go back to the Area 52 episode we did with the uh, soldier who went out driving and then was never seen again. Yeah. Like... Oh, yeah, that's um, usually a salt and... Crimes against like federal employees yeah. carry like a much stiffer sentence. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know, like as a mailman, if somebody assaults me, it's minimum twenty five years yeah. just for an assault. Yeah, uh, or a robbery or whatever. I mean, what else is there? There's, I mean, we've covered so many things in the past three years. Um. Yeah. Adduction and sexual assault with Betty and Barney Hill. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Barney definitely believes something happened to him. And it, it fucked him up good. Yeah. The, um, oh God. Watch the movie on it. Uh, abduction case. Um, Travis Walton. Travis Walton. Yeah. 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 Uh, interesting enough. I mean, other than a few cases with like the chupacabra and the devil monkey and the uh, Bigfoot, I can't think of any other cryptid that really like Nessie doesn't fuck with anybody. Um, the, the Jersey Devil, yeah, she yeah. does. She comes and wants three, three fifty, three fifty, <laughs> extortion, extortion, <laughs> pan, uh, uh, panhandling, uh, well, panhandling. Um, well, what's the word? Uh, Loitering, yeah. Oh, masqueraded as a Girl Scout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that has to be a crime in some way. Hey. The puck wedgie is responsible for disappearances. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, walking people off of cliffs mirror, and mirror, mirror. Uh, what else we covered? Cryptid wise, and will o wisps. Yeah. Lead people out to leprechaun. No, especially uh, the deer woman. Yeah. Lead men into the forest and sta- stomp them to death or leave them lost in the woods. The Stakini would murder people. Don't say their name. Stakini. 
Stakini. Stakini. But I got to flip the lights on and off to intern circles and look in the mirror. Is that? <laughs> um, yeah, that reminds me. The new Candyman came out. Yes, I heard about that, that today. Been, I've heard it's really good. That would have been so crazy if you would have said Stakini, Stakini, a skinny. And then like a screech owl outside <laughs> was like, I'm staying here again tonight, guys. Who summoned me? Who are you? Which, interestingly enough, a lot of demons like succubus and stuff are described as owl-like people. Yeah. Well, I mean, there we go. Succubuses. And I mean, our paranormal love episode, a lot of those people were not, some of them were (laughs) consensual, but a lot of them were not consensual, which would then be rape and sexual assault. Well, I mean, even the ones that were consensual, I mean, how much of it was manipulation Yeah, and gaslighting. But I taught everybody how to summon their own spectral lover. You did? So... Didn't work for me. Spectral love. I mean, if you tried it, let me know. Did it work? (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Black Eyed Children. Oh, yeah. There you go. They never really harmed anybody. That we know of. Remember, we discussed the fact that we only know the stories of those who didn't let them in. That's true. I'm Madame Blavatsky. You got to think that back in that time, we even covered this in our astrology episode, like fortune telling and stuff like that was a crime. Yeah. Not really paranormal, but... I mean, Crowley, all kinds of stuff there. Well, Uh, you got Santa Claus or... uh, I don't know how we didn't miss this one. One of the ultimate crimes ever. Cannibalism with the Wendigo. Oh. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Because he was also described as a spirit that possesses people that causes them to commit cannibalism as well as an entity that kills mankind. Yeah. I'm using my real scary voice. (laughs) I mean, with the aliens, all of course, you've got abduction and manipulation. I mean, if the whole reptilian agenda is to be believed... Their whole purpose is to manipulate us to fear so they can feed off of our fear. Yeah. Um, well, you have Krampus for kidnapping. Yeah. Breaking and entering, assault. Uh, King Winter, uh, who would kill those who, or would freeze those to death of those who complained about. What about the, cold? the vast number of cases of like alternate healers that? are arrested when somebody under their care gets sick or dies. Yeah. I was thinking of the whole like Salem witch trial thing where but Yeah. Well that even happens in the modern day. There are even cases of time travelers that get arrested and s- talk about how well this is legal in the time that I came from. Or yeah. you know, yeah. things like that. Alien implanting terrorizing people. Yeah. Unconsensual medical procedures. Putting RFID tracking devices into people via alien implants. And COVID vaccines. Oh, wait. No, that's just stupid people. Aliens, uh, just so you know, you don't need to put RFID chips in people. Um, We we carry carry a tracking device with us everywhere we go. So just Mm -hmm. hack that. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe that's why they don't abduct as many people anymore (laughs) is because they're just tracking our cell phone. Yeah. I don't know if they've put it on the news or not, but the NSA or the NSA portion of the government gave Amazon 10 
billion dollars to start tracking us through our like Kindle devices and things. Well, they now actually will make self-implanting devices that you can put a chip in your hand and use it for like um like hard swipes and I was reading stuff something like that, that there are like, some businesses really? in like China and stuff <clears throat> like that that use them for like time cards. Um, what about the countless number of children that were abducted by Thunderbirds? Oh, yeah, yeah. Child abduction right there. Uh, how many people got eaten by dragons? A bunch. Mm. Still the way I want to go. Because humans too. are crunchy <laughs> and good with ketchup. <laughs> I have that book. <laughs> it's a children's book that I bought at our daughter's uh, book fair at school. I was like, that actually looks like it's a good book. I haven't read it yet. It's sitting on my desk. Um, The dog man. Yeah. Did the dog man ever attack anybody? I don't remember any cases where he actually attacked people. He stalked people. And Peeping Tom, he's definitely Peeping Tom. Yeah. Along with Bigfoot. They're both pretty good at peeking in windows. Um, Yeah, I don't even think he even tore anything up. I don't remember any stories that we read at least. Well, I mean, werewolves in general, though. Yeah. That's... Vampires. Yeah, vampires. Even if you're not talking like the blood-sucking type, but like energy vampires that steal our life forces. Yeah, that's that's a crime that can't be tried. Yeah. Was it the Kentucky Goblins? Um, Will kill livestock and... um, been caught looking in windows and yeah, yeah yeah we haven't covered that yet it's on our to do's yeah that and with it makes it with a little bit of hillier stuff yeah. and oh that'd be absolutely fascinating uh what about injured cold yeah i thought about him i don't know i mean he didn't really do a whole lot of he did breaking and entering because he did appear over that one girl's bed smiling at her yeah, yeah. i don't know after watching hellier i kind of have it like a soft spot for him? Yeah, a soft so spot for Finger Cold. And he's gone missing, and we still haven't found him. Some presume he's He was he's in dead. my house plugging something into my wall. Some presume he's dead. Some think he's hiding from other beings. I'm waiting for season three of Hellier if they ever come out. Is haunting somebody's dreams? Should that be criminal? It depends on if it causes any harm. Well, I mean, well, then invasion Hulk Hogan of needs to be charged. oh during the salem witch trials it was yeah it was they used to bring up dreams into uh, the court misplaced kangaroos it is illegal to own them so (laughs) well without a without a license without a 20 dollar license or the hell it is (laughs) that's uh, what i don't understand how come stuff is illegal unless you can just Pay for the fine. Because they want to make money. Huh. Did you hear um, that bitch Carol Baskins sold uh, the tiger land? Oh, the tiger. But it the, can't, the, be, the, uh, can't be used for a zoo. Hmm. Oh. Uh, I knew that she was flying drones over the... Uh, yeah, she now the, sold... Because uh, somehow she got the property. Yeah, she got won the property. She won it in a court case yeah. against... Uh, what's his face? Jeff... Jeff dumbass. Yeah, and, and yeah, he she, was flying drones over here, his property in Thackerville, yeah. and he got a, he and his wife both got arrested recently in Oklahoma City for DUI. Yeah, um, but I, I read that today that she sold the land. Just can't in stipulations that cannot be used for a wildlife uh, 
It's supposedly Hardcore haunted. I did watch you. the um, the Ghost Bros episode. Or I can't say Ghost Bros anymore because there is actually a show called Ghost Bros. But the Ghost <laughs> oh, is it any good? I haven't watched it yet, but there is actually a Ghost Bros show. Um, I, the the ghost douches, the douche, the douche uh, bros, the douche brothers. Um, they actually went there and investigated it, and it's supposedly haunted. Come out and face me, ghost tiger. <laughs> ah, it's coming after me. You said it's like tap me on the shoulder, ghost. Oh, it touched me. That was actually just Joe Exotic. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that, that show just annoys the hell out of me. We in fact informed our daughter not to watch it. Well, Bermuda I- Triangle. Yeah. Whatever that is, is taking Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> but can you hold a place accountable for crime? <laughs> but is it a place or is it something that's causing it? And is it a paranormal thing that's causing it? I mean, is it natural if it's some kind of seismic activity that's causing it? No, you can't really. But if it's aliens that are abducting, which is one of the theories, then why not? Let's hold them accountable. Where are all our planes and all our ships? That is true, because like if a bear, Ooh, bless you. if a bear kills a person, they go and hunt down the bear for justice. Yeah, the missing Malaysia, justice. the missing Malaysia flight. And Where yeah. are those people? Like, well, I mean, not just that, but also like bears and cougars and stuff. When they get a taste for human meat, no. they crave it. Yeah, at least that's what they say. That's what they tell us to justify going and. Getting justice against them. <laughs> justice. Spectral victims unit. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Law and order. Spectral, Spectral victims unit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Dun, dun. It would totally have to have um, Ghostbuster Dude. Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, it totally have to have Dan Aykroyd as one of the cast. Yeah, yeah, totally. He needed to be the judge. And he needs to be dressed like a... Uh... <laughs> Today, on Law & Order, Spectrum Victims Unit. <laughs> totally needs to be dressed like the judge in a... Um, nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If we wrote out the Dan Aykroyd about this, he would probably he'd do probably, it. He'd probably. <laughs> but fuck the Montauk Project altogether. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. But is that government we're charging or? Uh, yeah, what's the government going to do? Here, we'll investigate ourselves to see if a crime <laughs> has been committed. Nope, we're clear. You like, can even take a second to do it. <laughs> yeah, we're good. <laughs> like, let me check. And the charges are gone. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, um, scroll back through, what triggered it? Oh, the the Pennsylvania, that hotel that I covered that caught fire. That they couldn't find any specific reason for it. Oh, that burnt down. Yeah. Arson. And, and, yeah, yeah. And we were, and the what the well, what entities about, um, had been known for like fucking with the outlets and stuff. Yeah. What about a uh, Cecil Hotel and yeah. um, what was her name? Um, uh, oh, where she didn't like the fire in the walls. No, no, the no. one who was found in the, in the water, water tank. tank upstairs. Oh, uh, oh Elise. yeah. Elisa uh, Lamb. Elisa Lamb, yeah. Yeah, like that one, whether she was being chased by something paranormal or uh, possessed or something like that. 
And then, I mean, you can also take this and flip it back around and you look at like cases like we covered the one where the murder victim's ghost helped solve the crime, supposedly. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the Red Barn murder or the Green Bar ghost. Now, what I don't understand about like the theory of Lisa Lamb being possessed, if an entity was able to possess a person... Why would the only thing they carry out during that possession is killing that person they got a hold of? Angry? That would be like me wanting to steal a car and then, what, ditching it? Yeah. An hour down the road for whatever reason. Which happens. Yeah. Um, I still wish there's more information on the Lisa Lamb. Yeah. There was, there's a documentary on Netflix yeah, that I haven't watched it's it. It's garbage. Oh, is it? Man, all that stuff you uncovered about. Uh, medications and things with that. That with was the the. That was insane. The AIDS medication, the Lamelisa yeah. medication. Yeah, that was insane. Uh, that was a really. That is that is a deep, deep dark rabbit hole <laughs> that you can fall down. Let me tell you. Yeah. That's probably one of the deepest rabbit holes that I ever fell in. Was that that, that particular thesis? Your rapti- reptilians. Ooh, buddy. I'm missing for one. I, I don't know. I've been down lots of rabbit holes <laughs> with this podcast. Apparently, I like to dig. But, I mean, there's so many cases out there that, I mean, if it were humans that were doing it, it would be considered a crime. And I don't I just thought that this would be an interesting topic to cover because you, you look at it as, like, strange and weird phenomena do, 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 do. that happens. But what, I mean... If it were humans that were doing these things, it would be criminal. Which, I guess, to call it back to the beginning of the episode, I mean, maybe we shouldn't meet the people that um, say they've experienced this stuff with ridicule. Yeah. Because it's real to them. Yeah. It'd be the same thing as ridiculing somebody who was assaulted. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's part of what our podcast is about, too, is to accept everybody's listen to everybody's stories and sure if, if we can help make it make sense then yeah. we can do that we we always kind of operate on unless we know better that the people are telling the truth and not hoaxing yeah i mean and they're telling the truth the best that they know it mm-hmm. uh in fact i was i was watching ghostbusters yesterday i honestly i guess i never paid a close attention to the first half of ghostbusters but in listening to them talk when they're like doing like their research and stuff, I'm like, this is all the shit that we've talked about. Why did I never notice this stuff before? Oh, and I like have. when Sigourney Weaver's in there and they're like, they're test, they're, they're, ex- in, in, they're not investigating, but they're questioning her about, you know, the event that happened in her apartment. Igor goes, well, she's telling the truth to the best of her ability. And it's like, that's all you can expect with the paranormal because sometimes it's so strange and it's so out there that honestly, it's kind of got to be true because who would make some of it up and why would you make it up? Well, also with true crime, they say that witness statements are some of the worst evidence just because of how events are remembered, especially under stress. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... It kind of falls in that category, but people believe people's witness statements all the time in court and things yeah. like that. Well, it's one of those things, I mean, a lot of times some of the witness testimonies aren't even taken for hours or so after. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember ago. what I saw an hour ago. Yeah. Like, 
Well, I mean, sometimes it's months after. Yeah. And that's just... Sometimes it's years. Yeah. I mean... Like, listening to The Truth and Justice, he'll find people that haven't spoke about anything for, like, 20-something years, and then they'll remember these little things. Yeah. And sometimes the little things that they remember are the the little breaks in the case that you need. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like... Or, like, this person doesn't come forward because they figured somebody else did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and with a lot of the paranormal cases, people don't come forward because they're scared of being ridiculed. I mean, in all honesty, if I were raped by a ghost, I don't know if I would tell anybody. I would think I was fucking nuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, you were a fucking ghost. I was fucking a ghost. Okay. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. who do you tell that to? Yeah. Your priest. Yeah. I mean, your parents. I mean, who do you who yeah, do you tell it yeah, to? I mean, we're always walking a fine line between saying the wrong thing to our therapist and getting locked up for the rest of our <laughs> lives. You know, <laughs> just had another one pop in my head. Fairies, yeah, they mess with us all the time in this house. Shit Doing goes shit. missing like <laughs> freaking crazy. They bring it back. You only can't if you get only if you pay them for it. You can't charge a pack rat with a crime. <laughs> It's blackmails, what it is. You know, when this all started happening, at first I thought it was me and I was just forgetful and I would lose things. Then it started happening to Dave and mm-hmm. then it started happening to the kids. And I'm like, no, there is something in this house messing with us. And in fact, today I was looking for the bottle of Febreze that I knew exactly where I set it. And then I gave up looking for it and went and grabbed a whole brand new bottle of it to spray the couch. And then later after I le- after our company left, I just happened to walk down the hall and look where I had left it and it was sitting right there. Yep. And it I'm like all the time. Are you kidding? Like how did I miss that? It literally I mean it was exactly where I knew that it was. And the, like the- that happens <laughs> all the freaking time. Usually it's once I replace it too they return it. There's a there's a bit that George Carlin does. He says when you lose something, you'll wear out the inside of your pocket looking for it, right? Yeah. Now most of the time, when I'm looking for something like that, y'all yeah, wear out the inside of my pocket, and then it'll wind up in that pocket yeah. later. Well, heck, last week and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> last week I was going to clean the house, and I always put in my earpods and I listen to podcasts while I clean the house, and I couldn't find my ear my earbuds at all anywhere. And I looked inside my purse. I literally pulled everything outside of out of my purse looking for it because they usually fall to the bottom and that's fine. But I was like, well, I guess I left them on my desk at work. So I went and grabbed Dave's and got Dave set up to my phone so that I could listen to it. And then when I got to work that next Monday, I'm da- looking on my desk for him. I can't find him laying right on top of my purse or my earpods. No, that's how it happens. <laughs> like right there on top, where you yeah. expected to be like, how did I even miss that? Well, where they wouldn't or, normally be because they normally fall to the bottom, but they were sitting right there on top. It's like the missing four one one, where they find the person they're looking for in a place that they've searched yeah. over and over and over. Yeah, that I, I, that's probably my most frustrating thing that I have happen around. I house. think we're just 
Uh, that's just multiple timelines overlapping. Very, very well could be. Now, there's a tactic that I think Scientologists use called gang stalking. Yes. Where they'll do stuff like this to make people feel like they're going crazy, and that's considered a crime. Yeah. I, I All I know is I we've gotten to where if something goes missing, we do. We just set a quarter or something shiny out, and mm-hmm. it literally will turn up within the next 30 minutes if we do that. Yeah. So that's why I've decided it's fairies. It's just... At first, I thought it was an entity, but then it was like, I, I yeah, I don't know. It frustrates Which, me. You know, when you, you do a lot of like elemental magic and stuff like that, you get elementals around, yeah. and you get fairies around, you get little doors opening here and there and stuff. It just, it just happens. Yeah. They don't mean any harm. Yeah. And just, it's never anything big, but it's always something that I need at that moment. Like it's and it's that's the frustrating I mean, part. It's always the thing that I really need. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't consider it a crime. It's no different than like hiding your buddy's tool at work. Yeah. Just to pull a little prank on a him. Trickster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess they're not causing harm. They're just being they yeah. probably are just getting a kick tricky. out of it watching me lose my mind trying to find the <laughs> bottle of Febreze. Oh yeah, they're belly rolling on the floor. <laughs> and then they then they laugh again when they when I see it there and I'm like, What the fuck? <laughs> And then, yeah, I think the something shiny thing is just, you know, they're kind of like, kind of like, uh, like the dog in Up, where they're just like, <laughs> they're carrying around your bottle of Febreze and like, oh, something shiny. <laughs> and then they just set it down and go get the. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It happens all the time around this house. And it, it that that is the one thing that happens in this house that does drive me insane from time to time. In fact, right now I'm missing a shirt that's our son's shirt, and I have cleaned the entire house, and I have yet to find this shirt. It's one that I just made him. It, it so, makes me wonder what I've had clothes would happen if for we months. put cameras up in some of these common areas. Yeah. But sometimes entities are wise to that stuff. Yeah. Sometimes they are. And I mean, I mean they're going to be watching you do it. It's not like... Yeah. You yeah. know. It's like, well, we've been doing the ghost box experiments in our house, and we're getting all kinds of... It's kind of like if, coming through. if yeah. somebody's stalking your house every day and looking at you and they see you putting up a camera outside. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, <laughs> well, I'm not coming this way. I yeah. guess we better change out this surveillance van for well, a different one. <laughs> and that's why at work we have, because we keep our cameras on display for the customers to see, it's kind mm-hmm. of, you know, so they know that they're on them and stuff like that. And But there are like four, we have eight cameras, right? right. Six. Six. Seven, seven, seven or eight. Yeah. Seven or eight cameras, but we only display four of them. They don't know where the other, and that that's because I didn't want everybody to be able to know what our cameras can see and what our cameras can't see. Oh, so, yeah. like, there's yeah. four that the customers know are there, and then there's four that have other, that have different angles of different areas, so that in yeah. case somebody tries something, we have other. And with businesses like that, it's important to have like one camera just watching another camera, watching another camera, so people just don't come up with a broomstick and start shoving them out of yeah. the way. You and they know? did. We actually we caught we <laughs> yeah. caught one of the the homeless guys that hangs out in the shop knock trying to knock it around. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, we did catch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was like good luck because I'm watching you from I, the camera right next I know to that all one. Their tricks. <laughs> 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 but yeah. Anyway, we're rambling now, so I guess it's time to end the episode. Or yeah, we could. Um, I don't know. Sometimes oh. I feel like 
maybe the listeners like to listen to us ramble. I don't know. I like to listen to podcasts. Well, we came up with a good idea. We got paranormal. Uh, should we, I don't want to call it law and order because it's already taken. Yeah. Let's but we see. got paranormal in order. Uh, what about chaos in order? Pair or I can't. It's hard to say. Para and order. Paranormal or, or I can't even say it. So Para order. We can't do yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, cops. No, that's our taken. Oh damn! <laughs> um, bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when the ghost? That was also you? going to be my paranormal investigation team. And it's our taken. And before I got everything set up, somebody else took it. It was gonna be Central Oklahoma Paranormal. Studies. Yeah, studies. Oh, and we should try to interview them sometime. They stole my name, and I was saddened. It's <laughs> like that was what I was gonna do. We were um, gonna be cops. Um, now is it gonna be like a crime show, or is it gonna be a court show? Just both. Yeah, you gotta have some reenactments. Reenactments yeah, of the yeah. crime with the the court show. It'd be like the night court. S- <laughs> like, like the spectral's court. You ever watch Night so the Court? The People's Court, the Spectral <laughs> Court. Um, yeah, Night Court was hilarious. We should write some skits. <laughs> Spooktral Court. Spooktral Court. <laughs> Spook in order. Spook in order. Spectral Victims Unit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Law and Spooks. Spectral Order. <laughs> spooks and Justice. 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 All right. So that's going to do it for our true crime paranormal episode. Our paranormal true crime episode. If you've got any other cases that we forgot, let us know. Because I know there's a ton of them out there that we've covered that aren't coming to mind right now. Many we didn't cover. Oh, and I'm sure there's probably one that happened in your hometown or close by at some time in the past 50 years. Well, and like I said, that um, paranormal true crime with the the Psychic Sisters, they have close to over 200 episodes Mm -hmm. on there, and that's all they do is they cover a true crime case, and they cover it from like the actual details of the true crime case, and then they do, like the second half of the show is them doing the psychic side of the the case and the paranormal side of the case. And it's really interesting. I, I definitely, I binged like four episodes <laughs> yesterday while I was cleaning. Um, so I definitely would check that out. Also, don't forget to check out our brother and sister podcast with the green mushroom podcast network. We've got Lux occult smuts up ad hoc history, administrism and faith blind council. And then of course we've got our brothers over at grognostics. Check them out. Check out primordia and XP planets. I'm going to have to start making a list of all yeah. these podcasts so that I can remember all the names. Um, I know that my uh, queue list is getting very long now. <laughs> <laughs> if you got a podcast and you want to talk about doing a collaboration episode, hit us up. Um, if you're thinking about starting a podcast and you have questions, hit us up. I mean, sure. I mean, this is, we don't, we do this because we love this. It's it's one of those things that I look forward to Saturday night recordings every week. Yeah. And and, and we use equipment that really doesn't break the bank. Yeah, very affordable a equipment. Good, a good quality to it, we our, think. Our software's free. I mean yeah. 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 So we're more than welcome to help anybody out if they have questions. Yeah. Uh we've been doing this now for almost well, over three years and I think we are finally starting to get the hang of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's what, 10,000 hours to become an expert at something? Yeah. And we're about, I don't know. We're, we're a lot in there. <laughs> we're almost at 500 hours. I absolutely, I, I think it's amazing to me how when we first started this, we were so excited to have like five listens. And now we're getting over a thousand downloads a month. Yeah. And it's just mm-hmm. like, this is so cool. And I love going yeah. on to the, 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 um, geographical side of it and looking and see where, where everybody's from, at. Yeah. Like here lately, we've got a lot of people in Kansas, Newton, Kansas, actually, oh. which is where I believe Dave got his speeding ticket on the way to, uh, Junction City. Yeah, I, I got mine in McPherson. Crime. I think you got yours in Newton, <laughs> if I remember correctly. But Newton was also like my second wind on the drive home because it's kind of like the halfway point between Norman and Junction City. So I'd see the sign for Newton, and I'd be like, "I'm almost there." <laughs> Which there were only two people on that road that day, <laughs> me, and then the police officer when he pulled out from behind the bridge to follow me. Yeah, <laughs> those are the only two cars we saw for like two hundred freaking miles. Yep. But yeah, I mean, like, it's really cool just to see where everybody's at. Like, I don't know anybody in Kansas, so I know, I don't know you, but I appreciate you. Seen them from Canada Um, and Kansas, or Kansas. I got a, I got a lot of. Australia and England and. I got a lot of army buddies that still live in Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just so cool. And I appreciate you guys so much. I love being able to connect with people and communicate with people from all these different places. Oh, um, so make sure you check out our Facebook and our Discord. Yeah, join our Facebook yeah, group and our Discord. Somebody was on our Discord yesterday talking about an encounter they had out in the up at the lake here. Uh, up uh, up in, in Tulsa, Tulsa yeah. 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 Outside yeah. Tulsa. Yeah, outside Grand Lake. Um so yeah, I mean we're on there every day and I know if it's one of us is gonna respond to you pretty quick. Yeah. Um usually it's Dave or I. Chad pops in there a few times. Um, I normally see everything, but I'm normally so busy I haven't I don't get a chance to respond. I'm really bad about it. I see it and I'm like, I'll respond to that later and then I completely forget and then Dave responds. Yeah, and it's normally like what's what happened <laughs> what happened yesterday is I'm seeing Amy respond to the guy on Discord and I'm like, Well, I'm working, so I can't do it and then I'm like, I'll do it later and I'm like, Oh, Amy's already done it. Okay. Yeah, yeah because we love talking to you guys. And you guys are awesome and we appreciate you. And don't forget to check out Parabox Monthly. Use the link in the description of this show. And then promo code Paranormal. See it. Check out and get 10% off your order. Uh, I think that's going to do it for tonight. So until next time. Keep digging. Unearthing Paranormalcy is a part of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. To hear more great independent productions like the one you just listened to, visit our catalog at tgmpodcastnetwork.com.